Hello everyone, welcome to Chasing Shenmue episode one. I almost pronounced that wrong. Chasing Shenmue. It's kind of a tongue twister. It is, it's a bit, it's a bit difficult. Chasing Shenmue. Tonight uh, here at the Faux Pop station, we have a little bit of a special, well, first time on this, on our, our new set. Our new set. Yeah, yeah. Here in the Faux Pop station. And we have a special uh, edition of Chasing Shenmue episode one uh, because we have none other than Adam Scipione with us. And you might say, well, big deal, Adam Scipione, he's from Godrich. Yeah. So, like, big deal that you have Adam with you. But in Godrich with us, of, which is where we are. Currently. We're in Godrich, Ontario, Canada. That's right. But Adam Scipione, he is in a whole other day. He's in another day. He's in tomorrow. He's in tomorrow. He's in the future. Adam yeah. Scipione is in the future, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, he is currently in somewhere in Japan. Somewhere in Japan. Adam, where are you? Mm, I am in uh, Toshima, Japan, uh, right off of Ikebukuro Station. And Adam, what are you doing in Japan? Well, I am, uh, I'm here for multiple reasons. One of the main ones is I'm shooting some stuff for uh, A Gamer's Journey, The Definitive History of Shenmue. And I'm also seeing the sites, meeting the people, and, uh, and, and yeah, just doing a whole bunch of cool Shenmue-related stuff. So Adam, you um, have a unique opportunity, or had a unique opportunity, I guess you're experiencing that right now, um, mm. to take part in, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is something to do with the Kickstarter campaign that happened for Shenmue 3 um, that, that allowed certain backers to come to Japan to spend some time with, with Yu Suzuki. Sorry, another tongue twister. Suzuki. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so you get to take part in this and be, and be mm -hmm. part of this. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So what happened there was one of the, uh, well, I should say three of the top tiers for the Shenmue Kickstarter were for uh, $10,000. And I got them whole slew of perks and rewards and stuff. One of the, the big draw that uh, attracted those people to claim that perk was a, uh, a dinner with uh, Yu Suzuki, the creator of Shenmue, and uh, a few developers of the game. And that also included like a guided tour of uh, certain areas of Japan that were um, that kind of like inspired the first two games. So we did that uh, this past Friday, and that was like an amazing experience. And uh, for me, obviously, I wasn't one of the ten thousand dollar backers, but I was the plus one of a guy named Peter Campbell, who is from Belfast, and he was nice enough to bring me on as his guest. And uh, just that whole Kickstarter dinner tour, and just everything else we've done on this trip has been. For someone like me, who's a huge Shenmue fan, it's been absolutely unreal. No doubt. And t you know, take us back, this is the first episode, some people are probably wondering mm -hmm. what Shenmue is and why somebody like you would go all the way to Japan to meet Yu Suzuki and to do all this stuff. Why don't you back up a little mm -hmm. bit and take us through a little bit of that. Alright, so let's see, let's jump back like 15 or 16 years. So during the days of the Dreamcast, um, there was a video game developer in Japan whose name was Yu Suzuki, and he was really well known in the gaming industry, especially in Japan, for games that he created like um, Outrun, Space Harrier, Afterburner, uh, Hang On. Um, if you lived in Japan and you frequented a lot of like Sega arcades, you would see his games everywhere. Um, and shortly after that, Yu Suzuki created a groundbreaking fighting game called Virtua Fighter. And a lot of people may remember Virtual Fighter as like one of the first 3D one-on-one uh, -on -one fighting games that kind of like revolutionized the fighting game genre in the Japanese arcades. So because of all this, um, Sega wanted a brand new IP 
that was going to blow, you know, the other console competitions out of the water. And uh, they gave that job to Yu Suzuki. They wanted to make a virtual fighter RPG. So starting from that base, base model and going forward, that eventually became Shenmue. And uh, that game, it won the hearts and minds of um, quite a number of fans, but uh, unfortunately not big enough to you know, warrant a third game or to put it in that spotlight. So to make a long story kind of short, the first two games are released, and then... And then, well, am I going too far ahead, guys? No, no, this is good. This is good. A good picture here? Yeah, no, no, this is good. It's a nice little synopsis, and I think those that have no idea are finding this fascinating. Yeah, there's a, it's, it's, you can never really do, like, an elevator pitch for Shenmue. There's just, like, so much to include, like, especially why it's significant. But to go back to what I was saying before, the first two games came out around 2000, 2001, and for about 15 years, there was just silence. The second game ended on a cliffhanger, and um, and yeah, for 15 years, just like this diehard group of fans kept this game alive through like forums and on like you know different websites and stuff. So, and, so uh, basically, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Adam. Mm. So it's basically no, no, no. you're talking some pretty early um, open world uh, open world RPG uh, games in terms of like we're all used to seeing that in the play post PlayStation mm -hmm. era. But you're talking. Um, Dreamcast is like kind of before the first PlayStation. Uh, that's a big, that's a big deal, but maybe not widely known in the, you know, the, the modern gaming community. I guess you could say. But there's definitely a, a hardcore under, underground following for this, right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. So a lot of people like to credit the first truly open world game as Grand Theft Auto Three, uh, which you may remember for the PlayStation Two, I believe it was, and that game was a huge success. But um, prior to that, like I said, a couple years before, this game called Shenmue came out, and it featured a, an open-world environment where you basically had free roam over certain areas, like different towns and different spots. You could talk to anybody. Um, everyone was fully voice-acted, so there was a, 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 somebody doing the voice for each individual character. Um, you could go inside any house, talk to anybody, interact with different things. Yeah, each of the NPCs had a, a day and night cycle, like like you could follow one person from their home and then they would go to work and they would run errands and then they would go back home at a certain time. Um, it wasn't just all procedurally generated. Uh, this world was just so big and so detailed. And, which, um, which again is, is remarkable because like when you think of games like Skyrim and, and, and mm -hmm. World of Warcraft, like we go, oh, well, of course, it's day, it's mm -hmm. night, it's everything like this. But um, even, even to like the non-gamer, they totally understand that as, well, of course you can do that. But we're talking how many years before any of this happened, mm. and also it's unique because it's it was almost uh, culturally accurate. Am I right? It was it's actually steeped in reality. It's steeped in a in a real world scenario, almost like a crime drama happening in Japan and China. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. The game took place in Yokosuka, Japan, um, and the one of the streets that you um, that you play on during the first few discs of the game is called the Buida Street, which, funny enough, we actually, this, we'll save the story for later, but we actually ended up going all the way to Yokosuka to the Buida on a Shenmue wow. pilgrimage, yeah, yeah, which is basically like <laughs> following the footsteps of the main character. But yeah, no, it was very detailed. It was set in real life, Japan, and um, even little things like the weather. Uh, the developers would pull up weather data from 1986 Yokosuka, Japan, and program that into the game. So if it was like Tuesday, the 17th of January, 1986, 
the weather in game was the weather that was happening at the time. It was just, it was way too ambitious. Right, of, of course, like like we're saying for the mm-hmm. time. And let's let's for a second here, Mark. Let's segue into um, talk a little bit about and tell the people at home if they don't realize. Okay, so Adam's off in Japan. Mm-hmm. He's working on a project about Shenmue, the, the the video game. But this is part of a much bigger thing that's happening right here. Right. At so and definitive films. Right? Yeah. So the definitive history of series that we've been working on and Isaac is a partner in that, um, Turtle Power being the first one we released uh, two years ago now. Um, and we're working on a number of documentaries of which one is Shamu. And the interesting thing is Adam had started this documentary, what, early last year, January of last year, is that about right, Adam? Mm, yeah, I would say December, January of December, last year. December, January of 2015. Mm-hmm. And you had started shooting it and you know, we we didn't you know we didn't know a whole lot about Shemu at the time, and I can remember Isaac and I were in Texas, uh, June of 2015, and we got a call from Adam, and something happened around that time. Adam, do you want to fill us in on what happened then that really made uh, this property and this story even that much more exciting? Mm. We are talking. The famous E3, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I, every, everybody I've ever talked to who's a fan remembers where they were during that day. But uh, so what happened was E3 2016 was going on. Um, Shenmue fans everywhere. It was 50-50. Is it? Are we going to see anything about Shenmue 3, or is it just going to be nothing? Um, myself included, I kind of gave up hope on the idea ever becoming a reality like in 2011, like I kind of made my peace with it. And during the Sony press conference, um, a lot of really good games are getting announced. And then all of a sudden, right after the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer, the screen goes black. And then the very first note you hear is like the opening theme of the Shenmue game. And then you see a leaf drop, which is like a very iconic image. And as soon as that happened, people like around the world like lost their minds. Like they were freaking out. And then Yu Suzuki walked on stage and said, I'm starting a Kickstarter campaign. We want to make Shenmue 3. And I guess now that that happened, so many people know what Shenmue is. You ask, you know, the average the casual gamer who never heard of Shenmue before. They'll be like, oh yeah, that game that broke records on the Kickstarter. Exactly. And it broke, yeah, and as it raised, broke, like it broke its record in 24 hours, two million dollars in under 24 hours. That's right. And as as it was breaking records, that was like you were saying we were in Texas at the time. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. and that really kind of Adam was already working on the Adam documentary. Adam was already working on the documentary, yeah. and we but that definitely solidified it uh, for for Randall and Mark and myself. And unfortunately, Randall couldn't be here tonight. He's uh, feeling under the weather. Um, we it really solidified it for us to say, okay, let's do a doc, and and really focus on which we started shooting in earnest pretty much right after that, and uh, amongst you know our other docs on Conan the Barbarian, mm-hmm. He Man, Masters of the Universe, and, and another Turtles uh, Ninja Turtles one we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course fast forward to now, here we are, and Adam gets to go to Japan and kind of work on the doc a little bit. Tell us, Adam, are you working? Um, as much as you're obviously living the dream and, and mm. just tour in Japan and, and as a fan, are you also doing a little bit of work for the doc as well? Or, Oh, of course, yeah, I brought all my stuff. Um, I, I just did an interview earlier with Eric Kelso, oh. who's a, oh, sorry, who's a voice actor for um, the game. He does a few characters. Um, I did a few things that I can't, I don't think I could quite disclose, uh, oh, but I brought my camera too. Well, we have to have some surprises. <laughs> 
I brought my camera um, along. I just happened to have it with me, and I was uh, given the opportunity to get some really cool footage. Um, and and yeah, I've just, even just you know when we went on the Shenmue pilgrimage, uh, myself, Peter, and uh, Alexander, who lives in Japan, he's actually from San Diego. He's a, another Shenmue fan. Uh, he flew out here to meet us, and we kind of went on the Shenmue pilgrimage together with the two other brothers who. Um, donated for the Kickstarter and we basically documented our journey from like point A awesome. all the way to Yokosuka to Buida. We did like, you know, little, we were, we were, you know, pointing out the areas in the game that were reflective of what we were looking at. And, uh, oh, that was just a wicked day. Like we got all that on camera. So that, that was amazing. Great, great assets. I'm mm -hmm. excited. I'm, I'm hearing all this for the first time. Yeah. As is Mark. Mm -hmm. So we're going, well, good. At least Adam's doing something for the talk, not just totally. Oh, no, I'm, I'm doing this whole plan. This yeah. is the only day I'm not working. I've been shooting every no, single day. Today we, we, knew, downtime. we knew you were going to get something, but it's great to hear that you're getting some, some really good stuff. Yeah. So let's, you know, enough about that per se. I mean, we could talk about that and we'll go into more detail on another podcast, but Let's just talk about your journey so far. What has it been like mm -hmm. for you? And, you know, is it beyond your imagination, what you imagine? Uh, well, Tokyo, I mean, it's unreal. I didn't know what to expect. It's, uh, but um, Tokyo's been a blast. I've seen a lot of um, the area here. But, yeah, the big thing, other than the dinner with uh, the dinner and tour with you, Suzuki, um, I don't know, I guess we could talk about the whole pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that was pretty... Pretty amazing because the area we went to is just so radically different than what we're used to in Tokyo with, you know, lights and people and, you know, just like the chaos 24-7. Us, us country uh -huh. country boys from, well, actually, Adam Adam's from the big city, though. He's yeah. not he's not actually no, officially a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a country boy. But, but from a town of 8,500 people to, you know, Tokyo, it's a huge yeah. difference. Oh, wow. Um, and, and, yeah, just, I mean... Once we got off the train at Yokosuka Station, like as soon as we stepped off, we all, the three of us, we all kind of felt it, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. We all yeah. started like looking at each other and smiling, like, knowing that we were getting this. close to the Buddha Street. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, one second. There's an announcement going on. Yeah, no worries. Let's listen. Um, I don't understand. Yeah, it's quite loud. <laughs> so. Oh, you, we can hear you okay. Yeah, you can keep yeah, going yeah. for sure. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, and then once we got to like Dubuida Street, it was just all, we were making connections in our heads like, oh, like there, there's that area of the game, or there's that hill, or that looks like the street that Rio walks down on every mm -hmm. morning. Yeah, that's what I was um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was actually, it is exactly what I wanted it to be. And at one point, I'll tell you the story really quick. We walked into a bar where sailors like to hang out. And if you're a Shenmue fan, you know that there's a point in Shenmue 1 where you're going around looking for sailors. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this bar is totally empty, and we sit down, and one of the guys in our group tells the bartender, because the bartender is like, oh, are you guys sailors? Like, is there a ship in? Right. And he goes, no, 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 no. We're just fans of a game called Shenmue. We're oh here gosh. because of the game Shenmue. Oh, my god. So gosh. we order our beers, and we sit down, and we hear on the, the speakers... Um, the guy had queued up the Shenmue soundtrack and he starts playing That's hilarious. like the music in game and oh I think gosh. we have that on camera all of us just started freaking out as soon as he did that and that was I think the highlight of my trip is just that moment right there you know what occurs to me too about what, what he's saying mm -hmm. is so special is that you know yeah we, we were talking earlier about how unique the game itself was but it's unique amongst even modern games in the sense that what other game do you go 
and it, and then experience something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this is a fiction, a fictitious world that you you lived in so much, and then you you can go and actually you know exist there. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And then for the local people too, they don't have to do that. You know, well, to, it I, sounds awesome. You know, we were talking earlier, and it's about virtual reality. It's sort of the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, right? it's reverse virtual reality. It's reverse reality. virtual reality. Yeah. It was virtual, right? and now it's, it's almost real. like you put the goggles on <laughs> yeah. for a new mm-hmm. game. And, and, and by what you're describing, it sounds like back then, 14 years ago, whenever it was they released Shenmue 2, it, it seems like they did a pretty good job of simulating the world you walked into for real. They definitely did, right down to... The, the t- because in Yokosuka, there's an American military base, and you, you kind of feel that tension between the, mm-hmm. the the American Navy and the local Japanese public. And that was something in Shenmue, two, Shenmue 1, you know, that there was these sailors hanging around. And as soon as I got to Yokosuka and I saw that dynamic, I, I, I got it. Like, I got, I understood why that game was took place in Yokosuka, why the, the power dynamic was the way it was. Um, it was just, yeah, it was an experience that really did just kind of, like, change my perspective on mm-hmm. you know why i love this game it kind of just solidified that even more so <clears throat> one of one of the highlights has to have been meeting you suzuki you know yeah what, that was what uh, is what is he like as a person he seems he's like a, a really, really humble, humble guy. guy oh look oh yeah <laughs> he is so <clears throat> he is what he seems then excuse me yes <clears throat> yes uh, very much. He was. Um, he's. He's really polite, and uh, and one of the things that shocked me was that he. He's very. He was very keen and eager to just show us a lot of cool stuff. Nice. Like when we met him, I thought he would be mm. a little more reserved on like what he can and cannot reveal. Um, and I even think uh, some of his colleagues were a little like, "Hey, maybe Whoa. you shouldn't." Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> well, yeah. So, but. Yeah. It's yeah, his passion, he was, he was right? quick. He said, like, "Oh, come check this out. Let me show you this. You yeah. might like to see this." Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel very, very uh, uh, lucky to have been a part of that experience. And we hear stories over here, you know, how a lot of these um, game makers are kind of treated like gods over there. I mean, no, yeah, that's not the right word to use, but that's how we've heard it sometimes. Mm, no, that's that's a very is correct that word to use. is that true? Uh, yes, especially in the late 80s and early 90s. In fact, um, yesterday I did an interview with a guy named Ryoichi who has worked in the gaming industry for a really long time. And uh, he, we basically talked about Yu Suzuki's career and his reputation. And he said like there was a time when Afterburner and Hang On, those were the games that everybody knew. And Yu Suzuki became, his name became synonymous with... Um, with quality, mm-hmm. like you saw the the Yu Suzuki logo, you're like, this is going to be a great game. Like he does not compromise. Yeah. Um, so we talked a bit about how you know the Japanese legends back in the arcade days and the JRPG days before uh, Western gaming blew up the way it did. Um, the Japanese gaming giants were like revered amongst the community. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and you've probably, you know, obviously that same attention to detail is being put into the new Shenmue 3, and you've maybe had a little peek under the curtain a little bit there without giving any spoilers away? Without, without giving anything away, all I could say is that we've seen something, and it exceeded my expectations. Any That's worries awesome. I had went out the door. So if you're a fan and you're watching this podcast, um, just know that... When the time finally comes that that's released to the public, I think 
you guys will be pleasantly surprised. Nice. Amazing. Cool, man. Yep. Well, Adam, I think uh, that pretty much wraps it up for tonight. Uh, unless you've got anything else that you want to uh, let us know in this uh, first episode of Chasing, Chasing Shenmue. Shenmue. Uh, no, I mean, just follow the Facebook page and all those social media things. But I just want to say, you ever get the chance to come to Japan, mm. it's a really awesome oh, I'm place. I'm sure we will. Yeah, I think all of us are really, really envious of you <laughs> right now. <laughs> and we had originally hoped to be able to go, but there's yeah. just too much going on here. Yeah. And, it's, and you know, in yeah. a way, it's good that you're not, I mean, obviously you're shooting lots of stuff with the dock, and I know you took a stripped-down gear package, but it's actually great that you can just go and experience that yeah you know mm-hmm. so i think that's great and there'll be another time where we go with a with it's a, a reconnaissance mission a reconnaissance mission. <laughs> yeah i like to say i'm laying the groundwork for a future mission yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. no i think that's totally the intent here we definitely intend on going back and, and we're very excited to, to join you adam and you can you know what you know i i was nervous to go to japan on my own for the first time now we've got an expert part yeah. of the team mm-hmm. and he oh, can yeah. guide us and he knows where we're I'm going a pro. and he can you tell guys us in safe hands. where to eat you know everything all yeah. that kind of stuff I'm not a big fan of fish yep. so no that's cool <laughs> and so if you want to know more about uh, the documentary you can check out uh, Um there's a Facebook page isn't there Adam what's the yep face- facebook.com slash Shenmue documentary and then, you know I've been checking out some of the Facebook videos you've been posting it makes me think you're almost emulating the game a little bit some of the videos you've been shooting and putting on Facebook would that be true mm, oh <laughs> yes yeah I, I, I did a few uh, things just for fun when we got yeah, to uh, hmm. nice. looks like he's yeah. trying to recreate Easter a eggs. few things yeah. <laughs> yeah. so if you're a Shenmue fan yeah. definitely check out the Facebook page and stay uh, in touch with Adam and, and are we definitivefilms.com? Uh, definitivefilms.com will take you there as well. Yeah, and that'll t- give, you, uh, give you all of our projects as will Faux Pop. And I will say this, this is kind of the first, you know, this being the first episode of Chasing Shenmue, we're really about to ramp things up mm-hmm. of all things sh- with all things Shenmue. Yeah. You know, we've been waiting for uh, Adam to shoot some stuff here, and we've shot a ton more interviews since that first teaser that you saw um, almost mm-hmm. a year ago, or I guess a year ago now. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really keen to start shooting showing the stuff that I've shot here. I've exactly. done a ton yeah. of stuff I just want to show. Yeah. We yeah. can't wait to see it too, Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just look look for a regular podcast like this starting to come out. And, you know, we'll talk about the documentary, yes, but more things, all things Shenmue. You know, this is going to be your place to come, and Adam will more than likely always be your host and not these two guys here that are tired from working all day. Working hard. It'll be the guy. So we will probably uh, be wearing better t-shirts too. Yeah. I think we should definitely choose <laughs> definitely. better. And I need a haircut. Well, that's, just, that's why I wore this shirt. If you yeah. want to get a close-up there, uh, Jeremy, I wore this shirt huh. because S stands for what? Uh, Shenmue. There it is. Shenmue, man. There we go. <laughs> all right, Adam, we'll, we'll see you on Thursday, I guess, oh, right? Yeah, safe yeah, travels. Yeah, I'll see you guys right. when I'm home. So, yeah. and maybe we'll do another one of these if there's something interesting you want to talk about, or maybe Rand wants to jump in on one, too. So, uh, that's right. Anyway, thanks for taking some time there tomorrow uh, while we're here today. Yeah, enjoy the future, mm-hmm. Adam. Enjoy. All right, I'll see you guys in the past. Bye bye. Later. And that's a wrap.